You've heard about the expression breaking the glass ceiling. The meaning of glass ceiling is the social barrier that prevents women from being promoted to top jobs in management. And have you heard about the double glass ceiling? Yeah. You know, when you are a woman from the mi minority and you're facing double barriers in your careers and your jobs and what's happening in your working life. Let me tell you the story about what happened to me after this weird experience with this crazy lady with the plant. So I decided to leave. And at this time, it was in 2016, I was 40. I just celebrated my 40s anniversary. So I was excited, you know, 40 is a big, I mean, it's a number, it's quite a number. So um, excited, not sad, not upset, not worried about the future. I'm really happy with my life. I have a, a beautiful family. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving slowly in my career, learning from all the experiences that I lived. So yeah, I was pretty happy. And when I decided to leave, the day I was about to leave, one of my ex-colleague was uh, talked to me and I said, you know, Munya, at some point you need to settle down. You are 40 now, so it's about time to settle down. And I was like, what are you talking about? Is it the end of my career because I'm 40? Is it because I'm a woman and I'm 40, so I need to, to settle down and look for a quiet job position, a long-term position, and be quiet and make no fuss, no complain, and accept whatever happens to me? No, come on. 40 is still young. I still, you know, I still have a lot of energy. I still have the future ahead. And some men launched their businesses when they were 50 or 60. So what about me? What about me as a woman? Can, can I do that? So don't talk to me and don't assume that I need to settle down because I have a family, because I'm 40 and because I'm a woman. So next, I moved on. So I left this company and I was looking for another job. So again, as you as I used to do in my career, you know, I can easily find another job position because I, I know a lot of people and um, I'm quite, you know, I have a good reputation. So as soon as I left this company, I had I was on vacation and I received a phone call from one of my friend and he said, Munya, are you looking for a job? Because I have this company that is looking for a distributor. And they are not doing animation, they are not in, in the dubbing industry, but they are doing documentaries, so maybe that can be interesting for you. And I said, yes, of course. I mean, it, the content is important for, for sure, but exploring another kind of content will be a, a big plus for me because it, I, I will grow my network because the buyers from the networks are not the same that are doing documentaries or animation. So I will meet new people and we'll have a bigger network. So yeah, so I went for it. I had three interviews. The interviews went well and they were really excited to have me on board. It's, it was a small company, really, really small, uh, less than 20 people. Uh, I really liked the atmosphere. It was in a big open space. I mean, just a few... Uh, um, closed um, offices for the managements, but the other offices were open, open offices with a big kitchen. Everybody was friendly. It was mainly men in this company, but there were a few women here and there. So yeah, I was excited to do, for this new challenge. 
So I arrived candidly at this position. So handling the cells, I mean, the, um, the, um, my, my job description was do the cells, but in terms of territories, it was not clear. So I had to, to, to do the cells in some territories, some cells in France, some in Europe, some in, in, some in Canada. And then little by little, they were giving me more and more territories. So I was really excited about that. So, but at some point, I realized that the personality of these men was not really a good match for me. Why? Because they were really, really, um, how do you say that? Macho? So at this time, remember, it was 2016, so the Me Too movement didn't begin. So I guess at this time, uh, yeah, I was facing this kind of situation. So first, there were some remarks about the way I should dress. You know, I'm people who know me know that I like to dress properly because I, I love fashion, you know, I like wearing dresses, pants, jeans, whatever, whenever I feel comfortable and it it's up to me and not up to the people who wants to see me dressed in a certain way. So this man came to me and he said, uh, so the MIP, MIPCOM is approaching, so are you planning to bring your dresses? I was like, what are you talking about? I thought he was joking, but he was not. So yeah, he was like, a, then laughing and say, saying, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of men in this industry, so it's better if you dress with you, wear your dresses during this market. And I was like, oh my God, this level of uh, thought in this company. So, so I didn't say anything. And then, and it was the beginning of my, um, uh, of, uh, I, I just started in this company, sorry. I just started in this company. And when you start in a company, usually you, you're cautious, you're careful, and you, you don't want to mess it up. So um, I was taking it easy because I don't want to be fired. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to make it all a fuss. So yeah, <clears throat> I was restraining my anger. So, and then uh, another situation happened when the guy was speaking on the phone and I he heard him really clearly speaking to um, a buyers from another country that he was, this guy was really famous from being very um, uh, into women in this industry, really uh, loving seeing beautiful women and uh, yeah, having this kind of weird behavior that I don't like. And the guy, he, my boss was telling him, you know, from now on, it's going to be Munya who's going to handle your account. And yeah, believe me, uh, she's a good deal. And I was like, oh my God, where am I? Uh, am I like uh, treated like a meat or am I, uh, I'm sorry for the word, uh, am I a hooker? So yeah, at this point I was getting more and more upset. So I told my husband this story and it was like, oh my God, what's this company again? And uh, when I was sharing this story with uh, some of other members of my family, they said, be quiet. You, you need to, to, to keep your job for once because, you know, we are moving from a job to another and they're like, okay. Should I um, forget about my respect? Should I forget about my? Uh, should should I let people disrespect me and treat me like that? So I didn't say anything. I kept working for this company, and then another thing happened is that they um, they asked me to go to to Qatar, and, uh, and I say okay. 
uh, and then they said, yeah, you know, you, you're going to go to Qatar because you're going to handle Middle East because you know them, you understand them. I said, why should I understand them better than you? He said, yeah, you are from, you speak the same language. I said, uh, no, not at all. I mean, I'm from Morocco and we don't speak the same dialect. So, and uh, yeah, when I go to Middle East, I usually speak English better. Yeah. So in any case, I mean, because of I'm a Moroccan, I relate to the people from the Middle East. So whatever. Then I, I went to, to Qatar. I managed to meet with the broadcasters. I had a great time over there. People were so nice and kind. And I managed to come back with a, a deal, you know, a very big package deal with one of the broadcasters. So, But I did the deal not because I, I'm like them. Not because I speak like them, not because I understand their culture. It's because I'm a good salesperson. It's because I have a good relationship with people. And it's because I know how to treat everyone the same level of respect. And uh, yeah, I went there. I We discussed. I pitched the content. Uh, we laughed. We had a great time. And then we made a deal. This is how it happens in Middle East, in America, in Asia, in Europe in Africa so yeah don't 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 assume that it's because we are the same so then <clears throat> I didn't say a thing and then another situation happened again you know I told you this company was a big uh, open space company uh, very beautiful and modern with a big kitchen and the kitchen was you know we had a, this big fridge with a lot of uh, drinks inside I mean they were ordering drinks for all of us so I was checking uh, what juices they, they had I really used to enjoy the uh, carrot and orange juice so I was looking for it on the fridge and suddenly I felt someone touching my back and I froze I totally froze and I heard the guy saying oh they they made they delivered the the juice today, and then he left, and I I totally froze. I had no reaction. He just touched my back and saying that, and then he left. He, it was one of the producers, or the in-house producers, who had this, uh, uh, who did that to me, and I I hated myself. I was so upset and angry at myself, not at him, at myself because I had no reaction. I assumed that if this kind of situation would happen to me, I would slam the guy on, on his face. But I didn't. I, you know, I was surprised. And I, you know, I, I felt terrible. And I, when I told that to my husband, of course, he wanted to come to the office and, <laughs> and kick the guy. But I, I told him no. But then uh, another thing happened. And I, I knew it was almost the end of of this experience at this company because it, I couldn't bear any more of these crazy situations. And then the last thing, I mean, the last drop, <laughs> was when the my boss screamed at me. He screamed my name and he said, come to my office. I, I said, yes, okay, I'm coming. And then he, he was screaming because he, was, he disagreed with the deal that I made because he thought my offer was too low. And usually... I respect all the process and I had two bosses. He was the big boss, but I had another boss and this boss approved my offer and I made sure that everything was correct. And when with all the terms and, you know, I made the negotiation and I said, do you agree with this? And he said, yes. So, and the other one was not, well, 
it seemed not to be aware. So if there's a miscommunication between them two, it's not my problem. But what I didn't like is the way he talked to me. He was screaming crazy and, yeah, what's this deal? I mean, you're making shit and blah, 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 and screaming and screaming. So my reaction was I was sitting on my chair and looking at him, screaming, screaming, getting red, blah, 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 blah. And then when he stopped, I say, are you done? I say, uh, yes. I say, okay, you're done. I say, yeah, yes. And I say, okay. I pointed my fingers, my finger at him and I say, don't ever talk to me like that. If you need to talk to me, talk to me with respect. You never scream at, uh, scream at me or never scream at anyone. Even my father never screamed at me the way you screamed at me. So show me some respect if you want to talk to me. So now I'm going to going back to my desk. And he looked really uh, surprised and shocked. So I think nobody would talk to him that that way. And then when I went back to my desk, I talked to my colleagues. I looked at them and I said, it's over for me. And I was right. I mean, a few minutes later, he went to the um, meeting room, the big conference room that we had, and he he called me and he said, can you come to the meeting room now? I said, yes. And I told my colleagues, bye-bye. And then he, he, he talked to me and he said, you know, ah, it won't work between us two. I said, yeah, I totally agree. It won't work. So, yeah, I, I stayed a few months in this company. And, uh, uh, you know, what I, I hate about this kind of behaviors is that they feel that they are super powerful because we need this job so much i mean we need this stable situation i i i totally understand because you know you know now being an entrepreneur and not knowing exactly what I, what money i will make at the end of the year it's really really challenging so i understand the people who choose not to have this kind of uh, of career path but for me um it was unbearable. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't stand this kind of behavior. It's unforgivable. And a few years later, we had the Me Too movement. And uh, yeah, uh, it's good that people talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it at this time because I felt like my um, my entourage, my my parents, my family, my brothers and sisters were were like, yeah, maybe you you should you should be quiet. Maybe you should keep a job. You should keep this position because you need to make money. You need to, uh, something stable for your company. For your, not for my company, sorry, for for your family. So the I felt like it was my fault, and it, it was my behavior that that led to this situation. And it was not true, and it was not. So I felt so bad at this time when I left this company because I felt like. Oh, oh, no, it's my fault. And, and it was not. It was not. This kind of behavior is really unforgivable. And sorry, now my accent is gone because I'm, I'm, I'm really upset and angry when I think about what happened to me in this situation. And, you know, knowing that now I have a, a teenage daughter that is 17 and I don't want her to face this situation and I don't want her to accept this kind of behavior. So, of course, I share with her the story. Of course, she knows what was my reaction so I want her to be strong enough to stand out and to speak out and not to to accept any kind of uh, disrespect so this is the end for today's episode and uh, I hope you enjoyed it 
and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Thank you.